Hi, everybody. Um, we are back with the STRU podcast, uh, back by popular demand. I'm Erica Bossy, and I'm sitting here with the ever so handsome and brilliant and charming Richard Fertig. Oh, you're too kind. Stop it. <laughs> Welcome to the STRU podcast, your number one online hosting community, helping you achieve your goals through short-term rental investing. Now, here's your host, Richard Fertig. Hi. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. And, you know, I will say I'm very pleased that it's backed by popular demand. And I'm also, um, I don't know, disappointed or wish we had continued. Uh, before we, you know, move on to this podcast, yeah. maybe we should recap sort of like what happened and then talk a little bit about what the new format's going to look like for the podcast. So okay. in, your, in your own words, Ms. <laughs> Bossy, why do you think the podcast sort of stalled or petered out or paused? Um, I think that the format that we originally went with uh, required like people to call in and ask questions or just required like audience engagement. And I don't know, I don't necessarily feel like a lot of people engaged. Uh, we didn't get a lot of feedback or a lot of questions or call-ins or... Um, yeah, I mean, we set up a, a phone number for people to call and, and ask questions. And then the format that we had set up required us to then play that audio right. in the podcast. Right. And then uh, I generally would answer the question. Right. Uh, and honestly, as much as we plugged people calling in and published the podcast number and so on and so forth, we just couldn't really get enough questions. Yeah. So we were more than prepared to answer them all and... I think it's a great format and I really love hearing from uh, the audience and the followers and the members and the subscribers and what's on people's mind and where they are and what challenges and yeah. trying to help like actual um, advice for particular situations. Right. Um, and then I think we found ourselves at a deficit of those questions. And so then we said, well, we'll wait for a week to we'll film the podcast after we get more questions. And we didn't really get any more. And, Please understand, I'm making no excuses. It's 100% um, on us or on me in particular yeah. that that didn't continue, but that was the format. And when we sort of ran dry on questions, it gave us the excuse to pause and wait. And then as is so often the case in life, once we paused, it was really hard to restart. Right. And so I just posted in Facebook, I started writing these daily uh, newsletters to the email subscribers. So if you're not on that, uh, over 10,000 people get my daily email about short-term related thoughts, ideas, the future, vision, planning, all of that stuff. So please go to the website uh, www.str.university and sign up for the free newsletter. But as I started to engage more, really coming off of STRU Live, which was a smashing success, and we should yes. probably talk about that a little bit, um, I decided to really, you know, commit and re-engage and try and help more people. And so we started writing this daily newsletter and that was going really well. We get dozens of replies. Like I said, over 10,000 people read that a day. Um, and then I thought, you know, the podcast and, and a couple of people, Frank in, at STRU Live and a couple of other people were like, hey, you got to bring the podcast back. I love listening to you in the car. I love listening to you at the gym and it's so helpful and it's so timely and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, all right, we should bring the podcast back. So I did this little experiment on Facebook in our Facebook group yep. and posted, hey, who wants the podcast back? 
And I think it was our most popular post, maybe ever, certainly in 2021 and possibly um, ever. And so, you know, I mean, I know it was a great picture of you. You looked beautiful. Um, but I think people really want the podcast back. So here we are. And where are we exactly? Share that. Yeah. Well, and I will say that I agree that it was definitely on you as well, not on me. <laughs> See, here's the thing, friends. When, as a leader of an organization, the right. buck stops with you, and it's all my fault. Right. Right? I share all the glory. It's a team effort. But when something negative happens, 100% my fault, and I'd have it no other way. And I'm dead serious, right? Like, I mean, look, if I really wanted to push the podcast forward, we'd be doing the podcast. So... Yeah. When I wanted to resume the podcast, I posted, and here we are doing it again. Here we are. So it's my here. fault. You're right. But, but tell everybody where it is that we are. Where are we sitting? This is we a kind of a unique... We are in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and we are more specifically in our, the conference room of our soon-to-be uh, ESC co-working space. Um, For those of you who don't know ESC, Edge Camp Sporting, Sporting Club. Club. ESC and from a marketing perspective I think it's quite genius in the sense that it's like escape like the escape button on oh the gosh, computer who doesn't know edge camp who doesn't know ESC I mean you never know we have new people <laughs> following right. we have new people following every day I mean yeah. literally we've been growing incredibly quickly which is really exciting and um, one of the things that I want to share with people on the podcast and in the YouTube channel and in the future cohort based course which is just how early we are in this entire Airbnb uptake, lifestyle, hosting, business venture, business opportunity. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think many of us have been doing it. I just got today uh, my 24th quarterly Superhost award from Airbnb. So that's, Congratulations. thank you. Six years, 24 quarters in a row, met all the guidelines. So I've been doing this for six years and it feels like, you know, oh, it's advanced and it's matured and my hosting is so much better and my business has grown. And so it's like, well, is the best behind us or is the best yet to come? And you know the way I see. Best yet to come. 100%. Because here's the bottom line. Spoiler alert. It's really early, right? So like whether you have one place, you haven't started, you have 10 places, it's super early. And I, I will make that case to you quantitatively, qualitatively, with examples, with reason and rationale. So that it's not just like one person's idea, right? Like I'm going to lay out the case and it's right. very evident. Yeah. So we're at... ESC work. Yes. And what's that? Edge Camp Sporting Club co-working space where, um, you know, primarily people that come and stay at Edge Camp can also, um, when, you know, needed, come and utilize this space for Zooms, meetings, um, you know, to scan something, print something, um, all things kind of office you know, necessary um, in case, you know, they, so that they can, you know, really prolong their stay, enjoy their stay, enjoy, um, and if there's, you know, if they're coming here to kite and the wind isn't ideal, they can still feel like they have, um, you know, space to come to and be productive and um, it's, a, it's an, I think, an added convenience and, um and I think it's also going to be a benefit to the community. 100%. And I think that that's sort of the big picture, right? Like as we start to think of ourselves as short-term rental investors and short-term rental 
uh, entrepreneurs, uh, there's a bigger opportunity outside of just owning and operating a short-term rental or an Airbnb, right? It's like, well, what else does the community need? What are the pick and shovel sort of opportunities associated with the gold rush, right? Like the people that made all the money in the gold rush weren't the people who found gold. They got lucky and they found a chunk of gold. The people that made all the money in the gold rush were, you know, the people selling the picks and the axes and the shovels and all of the supplies because everybody was buying them. So around the short-term rental opportunity set, what else is there that you can monetize? And um, we're doing it actively right here at EdgeCamp. We've got uh, this space, which is going to be a co-working space. And the way that I like to say it is here in this vacation uh, location and also in Nosara, where we're launching another EdgeCamp workspace uh, in December. We've got all the vacation buttoned up, all the recreation buttoned up, all the play buttoned up. It's wonderful. But when people discuss sort of remote working, one of the things that's missing is that ability to actually work, right? right? Like serious work, board meeting, job interview, uh, consultation, you know, not just like, oh, I'm going to sit and read and write emails. We can do that anywhere in the world. But if you have real work to do and you need to print something in color and you need to Federal Express it, you need to scan it, you need to have a Zoom, you know, there's 3,000 vacation homes on this island. The only ones that have offices, built-in offices, are the ones that we have under construction right now. So those 3,000 homes of people that are trying to do remote working, they're playing much more than they're working and they can't really get work done. And I don't anticipate anybody coming here to do like serious work, but we have had guests in uh, Edge Camp, I think two, three weeks ago, board member of a public company, one of the wealthiest families on the planet, one of the most successful businesses on earth. Everybody's heard of it. He had two board calls in Edge Camp and because when we built Edge Camp, we hadn't been putting in office space, he took those board calls from like his bedroom. Right. And, you know, totally participated. It was great, but it was less than ideal and not professional. Right. And when he heard that we were launching this co-working space, he was like, oh my gosh, totally. Next time I would totally do that. Right. Right. Now, is it unproven? Yes. Is there reason to believe that there'll be demand? I think so. Uh, but, you know. Follow along on the podcast, on the YouTube channel. We did a walkthrough before the renovation. We'll do a walkthrough after the renovation and see whether these ancillary complementary amenities, services, and so on built around the short-term rental enterprise make a lot of sense and make a lot of money. And you might find yourself you know, in your similar location that you host, say, you know what this area could really use is the second thing we're opening is a gym and a wellness facility. You might be missing a pizza place. You might need a, I don't know, a dry cleaner. Who knows? But where you have all these vacation rentals that are really, really successful, are there enough services so that people can come and do what they might do at home, um, maybe on a smaller scale, but feel just as comfortable? Right. And what I would also say is that we found a number of the guests that are um, staying at Edge Camp are corporate teams. You know? Right, like and corporate so, retreat offsites. Right, and so um, to be able to kind of give this a, you know, to be able to present this space as something that they can use for, you know, coming together and brainstorming and all of that, and then go to Edge Camp to play, um, I think is is awesome. I think that's going to appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, and you know, just driving this a little bit further, and then we should probably discuss a little bit about. 
Edge Camp and STRU Live and sort of what the beginning of the seasons looked like. Um, I just think that when the weather is good and people are doing what it is that they want to do, and it could right. be in ski season, when it's a powder day, that's great weather. When there's no skiing, that's a bad weather. Well, when there's no snow, that's bad weather. Here in the Outer Banks, when there's wind blowing, it's a great kiting day. Uh, if it's a nice sunny day, it's a great beach day. Right. But what about the day where you know, there's no wind and it's not sunny? Right. That's a bad day. And so on those bad days, and they're few and far between, thankfully, on those bad days, if you give the people to, the ability to do what they would do on an ordinary day, to your point earlier, now instead of coming for a short period of time, they can come for a longer period of time. Right. Um, they can come more often, right? It's not so like hard to get away from work or the family like bring the family come down do the work do whatever right, right? so well, that's just it when you offer enough um, amenities that it appeals to more than just the kiter or you know the person that is you know originally or initially drawn to edge camp but also i mean you know providing the amenities for others that would join them but maybe not go kiting um they can come and enjoy as well and which is so much more fun, right? Like right. who likes to do this stuff alone? Right. All right, so. Yes. Tell us your perception. How did STRU Live go? <laughs> um, I think it went really, really well. I think um, it was an absolute blast. Um, I think that, you know, I, it was great energy. Both groups were so different, um, but equally positive, equally just like on fire and excited to be there. Um, I think that it was, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's kind of like when you go on family vacation, right? Like when you leave before you're ready, that's, that's, that's a sweet spot. <laughs> You know, it's when you're just like, oh my gosh, is it over yet? Like, when when is vacation over? Um, that's when you know you've stayed too long. And what I would say is that everybody that was there was, oh my gosh, I don't want to leave. I'm, I want to stay, you know. Yeah. It was, I wish it was longer. I wish... Um, right. We got multiple requests for an extra day and a second absolutely. day. And can we stay for longer? Yeah. And But... Uh, you glossed over something, which I think we should just rewind back for a second. Okay. Uh, you talked about both groups. Right. This is the first time yes. that we sold out, I think we did like 35 seats or whatever yeah. it was. Um, we sold out so quickly, we decided to open up a second group. Right. And we sold that out as well. So yeah. what we ended up doing was uh, two days of content, one day off, and yeah. then two more days of content. So. In a week, we did two back-to-back -back STRU lives, uh, which we'd never done before. Right. I think it worked rather well. Um, yeah. I think, you know, all of the different... Well, first off, thank you so much for organizing yeah. all of the, the food, the catering, the entertainment, the additional stuff. We had uh, masseuse, we had IV drips, all about wellness. We had live bands, we had live music, we had catering, we had lobster, uh, not lobster, crab boils, we had... Uh, I don't know, night sunset cruises. I mean, it just went on and on and on. So thank you so much for taking Absolutely. such great care of everybody. Uh, and I, I know from a, a, a community perspective and a content perspective, lives were absolutely changed. I mean, yeah. people 
partnered on new deals. Oh, uh, people were uh, looking to invest capital. Other people were looking for capital. And now in the Facebook group, I've already seen, I know at least two homes that have been purchased since STRU Live that went under contract either at STRU Live or shortly thereafter, like people taking massive action. Right. I know another uh, home has gone under contract. So just in the Facebook group, I've seen three, four, five different projects come to fruition immediately so cool. around short-term rental university. These new ideas, these new concepts, taking advantage of the fact that we're super early and the best is yet to come, you know, people springing into action, which is incredibly rewarding, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I love teaching everybody and sharing all of my ideas, but if people don't act on it, then really what's the point? Yeah. So, um, that was really, really rewarding and, and and just an insane number of alumni. Yeah, I would say 25 really or 30%, alumni. right? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, if not more. But, um, and it was also really fun because there, there was alumni that came, but for the first time it, we met their spouse. So we kind of got to, to meet their team member, which was really fun. And I think also speaks to, you know, the value of the event that they were that they would return and you know bring their person with them and um, and I think it was great exposure it was a great introduction to a lot of community members here um, I mean started a lot of really um, awesome relationships um, with different contractors you know here and I think it was a lot of fun and um, and it, what I will also share is that even within the same week, both groups were so different because with some of the activities, we were subject to weather, we were subject to wind, we were subject to you know this, that, and the other thing. Availability of a contractor, you know, early in the week but not later, and so um, you know, just the the necessity to pivot and adapt, and you know, how true is that when you're a small business owner and got to roll with the punches. Uh, and just to clarify for any of the listeners, when Erica says contractor, she means uh, an outside third-party vendor, supplier, partner, provider. Uh, she calls them a contractor as opposed to an employee, so technically she's correct. But you may think of these people as like service providers or vendors and not contractors. We're not actually like constructing, although we were under construction. We were under construction on the pool cabana yeah. right next door, which is now open looks so incredible. Oh People are enjoying it. We just got the drone oh uh, footage. Um, I think I posted in the Facebook group one photo and on Edge Camp, but I mean, the, the place is looking spectacular. Beautiful. Really beautiful. Spectacular. And we have uh, two more projects under construction right now. Mm -hmm. We have a five-bedroom oceanfront house. If you haven't seen the behind the scenes uh, on the YouTube beauty. channel, just go check it out. It's really yeah. cool. Uh, and then we have a six-bedroom sound front house uh, that's about four to six weeks behind that. It'll open up, call it, late August or September. Yeah. Um, we have a behind-the-scenes, my man Logan, behind the three cameras here. We're, we got three cameras, six microphones. I mean, we're not messing around. Right. Uh, Logan, so this relationship started at STRU Live. Right, this relationship yeah. with this contractor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's right, with this contractor. Right, this relationship with Logan started at STRU Live. And uh, now he's got the behind the scenes for the six bedroom sound front. It's in my inbox, I believe. So we'll be releasing it cool. shortly. Awesome. Uh, and then separate and apart from that, I think we should just 
bring people up to speed. We opened up a new entrance here at Edge Camp Sporting yes. Club. So now the sense of arrival and the privacy and you're Same. no longer driving through, you know, 30 year old subdivision that doesn't have any look or feel or style or aesthetic in keeping with what we're doing. I would be so excited about a road. Well, just wait till the sign goes in. <laughs> I mean, we've got a sign that I don't know. It's, it's going to be incredible. So yeah. in any event, I think we have in just tons of opportunity and exciting things happening here yeah. on the Outer Banks, uh, Hatteras Island, Edge Camp Sporting Club, yes. but all of our properties are absolutely on fire. Yeah. We have, we're weeks away from breaking ground on a teardown on Palm Beach Island, waterfront teardown on Palm Beach Island. We've already received uh, unsolicited uh, interest in the about $8 million range for this property. We haven't even secured the demolition permits. That's how hot that island is. Uh, we're doing work on another property, a uh, midterm rental on Palm Beach Island, uh, total renovation of a landmark historic home, and we're doing the renovation of the pool, and that property's rented uh, starting November. Uh, we just closed on our own personal property, a newest short-term rental down in Nosara Villa Infinity is what we're calling it. Um, and then we're getting ready to do some renovation work in Palm Springs and also in uh, Nosara, Costa Rica, which brings me to the following. Uh, I have yet to announce, but I'm just going to mention here that if you're ever interested in co-investing with me, I've launched a firm called Stomp Capital, S-T-O-M-P Capital.com. And uh, that's going to do a couple of really cool things. One, uh, it allows people that are accredited, only accredited investors, I don't make the rules, but I play by the rules, only accredited investors are allowed to co-invest with me um, on all of my future deals. And um, if you're interested- What inter makes you accredited investor? The, the rules are something similar to if you are a single filer, you have to make more than $200,000 a year. Okay. If you're married, you have to make $300,000 a year. And or, you can get through it this way, you have to have more than a million dollars of net worth, uh, not including your primary residence. So I'm not a lawyer. Do your own due diligence. Make sure you adhere to all of that. If you're an accredited investor and you want to learn more about these co-investment opportunities, go to the stompcapital.com and um, add your name to the wait list and we'll release information when it's appropriate. But um, the reason I mentioned all of that is that we're going to gut renovate the Palm Springs property mm -hmm. probably one year from today. Mm -hmm. And I believe you and I are planning, not yet finalized, but for the podcast listeners who are hardcore STRU and really ready to do this, in October, I think it's around October, whatever the Friday, Saturday is, October 20th, yes. 21st, 22nd, something yes. like that. Um, we're going to do some sort of smaller, it's not an STRU live, it's even smaller and it's more intimate uh, and it's for people that are really looking to go to that next level. So we're going to have some sort of inner circle. Um, the 22nd through the 25th. 22, 23, 24 of October in Palm Springs. Correct. Details yet to follow, but it's a smaller gathering. I think we have uh, 11 or 12 rooms, so 11 or 12 people with plus one, I guess, if they are bringing a spouse. Uh, it's not an STRU. It's a decidedly different event, content, purpose. Uh, and in an ideal world, we'd get people who are really interested in 
Stomp Capital to come check out the hotel and also meet with our architects and learn a little bit more about what it is that we're doing in the renovation, the style, the decor, the furnishings, the vibe, and how we're going to transform the existing hotel into an edge camp property. Right. So mark your calendars, go to stompcapital.com, put your name on that email list as well. Yes. And just as a reminder, if you're not on the short-term rental university email for my daily newsletter, do that too. Two emails, no big deal, do it. Why not? And what else? What else? I mean, we've got so much going on. Yeah. I'm sure I'm missing a lot. I'm sure. Well, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this would be a good time for you to. Oh, now, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, now would be a good time for you to remind me what else we're missing. I mean, thank you for agreeing. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm just trying. Let's see. We've got. Yeah. Um, I don't want to gloss over Bill Infinity. No, well, we'll we'll like share that on on Facebook because that that so, that requires oh, photos. Oh my gosh! Um, so happy. So STRU Live, yeah. Edge Camp is growing. Yeah. It's a, really our first summer. Right. Uh, we've got great guests. We're charging. Oh, you're doing the course. Oh, see. Right. I knew there was something that was missing. I mean, that's kind right. Of big. That's big. That's big. That's so big. That's big and timely oh and gosh. is really going to be. Uh, fantastic. So, so for those yeah. of you who don't know, or maybe you've seen a little bit about it, yeah. uh, I was really honored and privileged to have been chosen by uh, a firm called, a company called Maven.com. It's a startup uh, VC backed by some of the best VCs on the planet, including Andreessen Horowitz. And this is like the future of online education. And many people believe that sort of traditional uh, education is less important, it's less relevant, right? People don't care about accreditation and where you went to school and what you did and so on and so forth. Um, you just have to have like the skills to, you know, be as good as you want to be. Like for instance, I didn't apply to become a YouTuber and somebody said, hey, we picked you and we yeah. didn't apply to be a podcaster. The quality of the content, the quality of the education has sort of um, resonated with a lot of people and I'm forever grateful and it's sort of the people have voted with likes and subscribes and commentary and engagement and so on. And that's reinforced uh, our commitment to doing this. So in any event, uh, the, the new form of online education and remote education is going to be in this format called cohort-based courses where um, we go through together. And it's a combination of synchronous, meaning like we go through via Zoom uh, together. And then we have breakout sessions and off offline homework. And then we we get together again, right. review all of the homework, review the case studies, learn from one another. So it's this community. We go through the course uh, together. And right now we're looking at doing uh, three weeks, twice a week, yep. say Tuesday, Thursday. Details yet to follow, but we're announcing this soon. We're releasing it soon. So if you're interested in this, you've got to go sign up uh, also on the website for the cohort-based course, STR str.university and you'll see a link for the cohort based course but in any event um, we we go through this together I think we're going to do it Tuesday Thursdays for a couple of hours each there'll be homework assignments and case studies and reading and presentations uh, but I'm really really excited because going through my own cohort based course to learn how to do this and what type of content and the pace and the cadence and the rhythm and all that uh, has really sparked a ton of creativity in my own mind in, in the way to describe the opportunity Absolutely. set and the way to capture 
the opportunity, right? To me, it's always been a challenge because it's kind of obvious or, right. or like I see it. Right. Um, and then trying to describe it to others has been somewhat challenging because um, I'm not formally trained as an educator. Uh, sometimes I, I assume that what I know to be true, others do too. And then I'm losing people along the way. So for instance, for those of you that are watching this podcast, and some of you are, you can see how lovely this like orange color is here. And it's absolutely a beautiful orange. But like if we all know it's orange, then we don't really need to spend a lot of time on it. But there's some of us that are colorblind that have no idea what orange looks like. And so how do you describe that, right? I mean, it's a very colorful. It's filled with energy. It looks like the sun. I don't know. Um, so in any event, the, the online cohort-based training that I am going through right now, and I've dedicated, I would say, 30, 40 hours or more yeah. going through this course, has been remarkable and really inspirational and really motivating. And I've got some incredible breakthroughs. Um, it's really lit you up. Yeah, it, it really has. I mean, Yesterday was 4th of July and Eric and I were sitting by the pool. I wrote to my daily email or newsletter people um, sort of how much free thinking I was doing. And, and I really need that. Like for me, a lot of my breakthroughs come when I'm in the most calm peak state or, or skiing or some of you might do yoga or running and maybe you're thinking or I don't know. For me, it always happens. And some of the ideas that I've had in terms of how early we are and how to best capture and how to best position. And in fact, I'll share with the podcast uh, audience. Yesterday, I sent an email and said, you know, we're very early in this short-term rental opportunity set. Right. And the best way to position ourselves is to think about what this is going to look like in 10 years. Like what, what changes are going to happen? What's going to be different 10 years from now uh, so that we can position ourselves to where the puck is going as opposed to being, you know, behind. Right. And it was very interesting to me. I got very few responses. Usually I get dozens, if not more, replies to all of my emails every single day. And I read them all, by the way. So if you get my email and you reply, I read it. I may not reply to them all. Uh, I just don't have enough time in the day, but I read them all. And what was kind of interesting was I got so few responses yesterday. And the few responses I did get we're just sort of like, gee, I'm flat-footed. I don't think I've spent a moment of time thinking forward about what Airbnb is going to look like in 10 years. And then the more um, you know, introspective people that were really looking to grow from this exercise were like, I don't think that's good. I don't think I should just be running my business based on like this week, this year, this season, and not have a 10-year view. And so... What I was sharing with you, Erica, just as a little preview for people is if you stop and think about it, like just at a very simple level, I anticipate that there will be guidebooks about the best Airbnbs in different regions, just like there's travel magazines and travel guides and where to stay when you go visit Lisbon, Portugal, where to go visit in Madrid, where to stay, like there's going to be guidebooks, dedicated blogs, dedicated whatever towards like the best Airbnbs. And the question that I would ask you is, is your Airbnb worthy of being written up? And if it's not, that's a problem. And the good news is we have plenty of time to fix it and rearrange and it's a great seller's market. So if you have these plain vanilla generic 
nondescript places that are doing fine today, I hate to share this, but I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't. I don't think they're going to be doing any better 10 years from now. As more and more competitors come online and more and more professional capital comes in and people start to increase their game like what you and I are doing here at EdgeCamp with value-added services and we do bespoke hospitality, so that can be full service, three chef meals a day, massage in-house, yoga in-house, kayaks delivered, beach cabana set up, live music, live band, I mean, you name it, we can do it all, right? So from that all the way to, you know what, we just want to be left alone, total privacy, and anywhere in the middle, as more and more professional hosts and more and more professional capital comes into the space, you're going to be competing with us. Right. And if you don't stand apart today, in a decade, you're definitely not going to stand apart. And so the question is, and also the opportunity is, what do we do now so that we're early? And I likened it in my newsletter to the following. You know, everybody wants to be on Google's first page. Well, the best way to get on Google's page one is to have started early, right? It's a land grab, and if you get like the best position early, then it's yours to lose and relinquish, and that happens too. But it's much harder to get to be Google's number one page, uh, number one ranking on page one 15 years into it. Right. So we have an incredible opportunity, and these are the kind of concepts that we're going to be focused on in the cohort-based course because it's so clear to me, and I've got really great examples to explain exactly what it is that we need to do and how to do it. I'll be filming videos on how to do this. I'll be writing in my newsletter how to do this. I'll continue to film uh, podcasts on how to do this. But they're going to be you know, snippets and broken apart in different times and so on and so forth. But if this is something that you really want to focus on and you want to go from A to Z and you want to do it quickly in depth, there's no better way to do it than the cohort-based course and I'm giving it my all and I'm super excited and I know it's going to change lives. Totally. It's amazing. So thank you for reminding me about yeah, that. Welcome. See, I knew there was something else. That's why you invited me to the party. That's not why. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, or should we turn to the questions? Sure. Let's turn to the questions. So this is the time now in the podcast where we're going to turn to the questions. Uh, we have questions from the Facebook post. Yes. Uh, so Ms. Bossy. Yes. Why don't you bring us up to speed? Okay. So Casey posted, love to hear about your vision, understanding future trends, hospitality, working with local vendors for guest experiences and how to profit from that marketing outside of rental platforms, driving direct bookings, opportunities in the boutique hotel market, how to keep ahead of the competitive market just off the top of my head. So, maybe pick a call. <laughs> so, uh, Casey, and I happen to know Casey, uh, Casey, I believe came to Miami. Yes. Or was it Nashville, live? I think Miami live. Yeah. Casey was unable to attend the Outer Banks live, but, but his lovely wife yes. came. Yes. And they have a uh, short-term rental that they've opened up not here. too far away right. from us here, right. which is absolutely crushing it, right? Totally. Like from the moment they went on, yeah. boom. Uh, and I think they're actually expanding. I think they had like a garage that they're getting permits to put. Uh, so amazing things happening. Uh, Casey, here's what I would say. That's a very long loaded question. Um, one that uh, is probably best suited for the cohort-based course and or that uh, inner circle that we talked about, come hang out with Eric and I yes. 
for two, three days in Palm Springs in a smaller, more intimate group that's going to be much more focused on sort of uh, in-depth, right, like literally that's the agenda right there. Uh, But in the podcast, maybe I can address one of the questions, which is sort of this um, bespoke hospitality. I'm really, really fixated on this as an opportunity set really to differentiate yourself, right? So like if you think about a hundred Airbnbs in any zip code, on any street, on any lake, in any mountain, in any beach, they're all going to be, you know, nice and comfortable. And while there's still a lot of uh, quality difference, you know, a good host and a good cleaning team can stand out. When we talk about looking at 10 years forward, it's kind of like a restaurant, you know, if you don't have your like service down or, or your cleanliness down in 10 years, you're out of business because there's somebody else who's going to serve that Chinese food, that pizza, that Italian food in a hospitable fashion with a sanitation grade of A. For those of you who don't know in major cities and maybe it's everywhere now, um, the sanitation department comes in and does a hundred point checklist and grades your restaurant on on cleanliness, on, on how safe it is to eat there. So it doesn't matter how good your food is if you have a D because you start losing customers. Uh, so in the Airbnb short-term rental space, you have to have all of those things buttoned up and that's not going to differentiate us. That's just going to be like the starting point, right? So like if you don't have five stars for cleaning, you could be out of business or priced 50% below what you could earn. If you don't have solid hosting reviews, you're going to be 50% below what other people make. So let's just take it as a starting point that everybody's going to be as good as you are in those things. So what differentiates us, STRU followers, attendees, members, cohort-based graduate, you know, and we're going to have some sort of award recognition. Put that on your direct booking page on your... A t-shirt. Yeah, I don't know, more than a t-shirt. I'm talking about like a badge, something, something amazing, a t-shirt, a hat. Um, in any event, so, so what do you do to differentiate yourself? Because the things that we're doing right now are going to become just standard. And I think that the hospitality component uh, really plays into it which is one of the main benefits of an Airbnb or a short-term rental business. You have a host um, with a personality and a skill set and attracting a certain tribe. And since we know that tribe really well, and here's a little hint, the tribe often looks like you. So if you don't know who you're attracting, look in the mirror because chances are you bought that place and you went to that place and you decorated a certain way uh, because your friends and your family would like that too. So more often than not, the tribe looks very similar to you. and now we know what they come to do in the area and we can facilitate it and we can add value and we can have great relationships. And Erica, you can really assist with uh, developing all those relationships and caring for those relationships and nurturing those relationships. But that's the stuff that really adds tremendous value. So if you stop and think about, um, say, your favorite hotel, Your favorite hotel has a great location, it's got wonderful um, cleaning and maybe a great restaurant and so on and so forth, but the stuff that they can do for you if you're a frequent visitor is the concierge. And the concierge can get you those tickets to the Broadway show, that hard to get table and all of those value added, right, the value added stuff. We're not selling, we can't sell four walls. Right. 
because everyone's got four walls and everyone can say mine's clean and everyone can say I'm on the lake. But what they can't say is, I only stay because Erica takes care of this, that, the other. It's amazing. She has the best relationships, the best vendors, the best food, the best hospitality, the best service. Right. Well, I mean, I guess when you think about it, you know, some of your favorite hotels, what does that experience look like? Like, why is it your favorite hotel? It's not just because, you know, the paint color, the bed. It's, you know, they remember your name as you pull up. Um... You know, they're, they seem genuinely happy to see you. They know your favorite room. They know you like extra, you know, coffee pods and they're already, you know, in the room, you know, waiting for you. It's, um, you know, they've set up multiple, you know, um, dinner reservations so that you don't have to. It takes the ease, you know, or it takes the hassle and, and forethought out of, you know, having to, to do it yourself. Um, and, you know, so, but if basically I think we're hospitality in general is shifting away from hotels and more towards Airbnbs, then it's how do you create your Airbnb to be more like that special, warm, um, inviting, you know, awesome, you know, hotel experience, but still, you know, um, but you know, be staying in in an Airbnb, and I think that's that's the that's the sweet spot. Well, what what's definitely happening, and this is what I've been thinking a lot about, is where's Airbnb going? And what I would say is, hotels are becoming more Airbnb like, right. and Airbnbs are becoming more hotel like, and like somewhere in the middle yeah. is the really sweet spot. Now we have a competitive advantage that hotels don't, in that. Uh, there's a, a, a known quantifiable preference for people to have smaller, more intimate, more experience-based. Um, you know, like there used to be an era where luxury and prestige and size was like, I'm staying at a place that has 17 pools and 600 buffets and 4,700 rooms. And like, that was cool. Right. Um, some people still like that, but it's less cool. Totally. Right? What's really cool now is like, I'm way off the beaten path. I'm off the grid. I'm in this like glamping tent in the middle of nowhere. And yet they like drop in, you know, fresh food every day via like hot air balloon or whatever. <laughs> right? I mean, but seriously, like that's what the world craves. And so that's a huge opportunity. And like in most uh, situations, if not all, the incumbent, they never win right. because they have a culture and a leadership and, and team and systems and processes that are baked in the old. Right. And you can't just like erase that. So what ends up happening is there's disruption and it comes from people like you and I and everyone listening to this that say, you know what? I don't have that legacy system where I ran a thousand room hotel and now I have to be like nimble and fast and flexible. Like we're coming to this fresh. And so we define it and they try and catch up. Uh, and we'll be sharing a lot about totally. all of and this. The other benefit is that, not contractors, but when you develop really healthy um, relationships with you know, community members, team members, um, vendors, then you're not responsible for providing them with a certain number of hours. You just, you know, if you have a great relationship with them, it's on an as-needed basis. So, so what, what you're actually sharing is 
the benefit from the business perspective of being uh, in this short-term rental business well, because we're not keeping menu. Right. We're, we're, we don't have to, like in a full service hotel, they have to have the masseuse always on and the yoga right. always on and the right. chef always on and everybody's right. always on. And that's why they have really hard times being in seasonal right. locations because like they can kill it in peak season, let's call it summer, but then they starve and almost go out of business right. in winter, right. right? Or they have to let everyone go. And so what we're talking about is sort of on demand, right? right? It's like the, our core offering is our lodge, our villa our cabin separate and apart from that here's an a la carte menu of different things that you can add to it and you just have to create those relationships plus you can monetize that whether it's a, you get a commission back from them you charge an event planning fee the lovely Ms. bossy here has made uh $15,000 for planning one birthday party now it was an exceptional birthday party and it was amazing and you worked your tail off and you deserve every penny you made memories um, but there's real money to be made in this, you know, $15,000 for one week. That's probably more than we made in like the short-term rental by the time after we take in taxes and <laughs> depreciation and everything else, right? Um, so we'll be sharing stuff like that. And I think this is sort of the point that I was making in that newsletter email, which is like, how much time are you guys spending thinking about the future and where you want to be and how to position yourself and building these relationships? And we're not saying that you have to be a full service you know, event planner, wedding planner, anything like that. But what we are saying is, since you know your area better than your guests and you know what they're trying to do and you know the sense of place and the sense of purpose and what they're gonna do, like facilitate it, make it super simple and easy and build these relationships. And, you know, relationships is something I've taught time and time again. Too many people on a platform and it's the nature of a platform are just transaction-based. It's anonymous. You stay here, you leave, the next person stays here, they leave, the next person, like there's no relationship building, there's no tribe building, there's no anything. And the future is 100% attracting the right tribe, feeding that tribe, nurturing that tribe, growing that tribe, facilitating their experience. Um, because if you're not gonna do it, well, we will, right. right? And there's other people like us and other people partnering with us and so on. So, um, Casey. I think that was a great question. Do you have something? The other thing that I would also say is try new vendors and try new experiences out with your tribe, your people, your like the safe space. So like, what, for like example, family members. Yeah, family members, friends. Um, you know, I think you know. I'll just share that we're going to be trying a couple of new you know vendors out when you know the girls are here just to see what it's like and how they do and to you know start the relationship with them but you know it not being with guests because we're not sure of the um quality, quality. Uh, we're, we're guinea pigs and quality control over here you know <laughs> right. um right so in any event, Casey, I think that was a great question. I hope we gave you uh, a detailed response in sort of where I think a huge opportunity is, and it's in that bespoke hospitality space. You don't have to be all things to everybody, but you do have to be adding value to your tribe and, and connected to your like sense of place and why they're staying at your place and what there is to do in your place. Uh, it's time to do more than just like leave the community map and like hiking path trail. Um, now we have to facilitate it and right. make it happen and maybe even put like, here's a simple thing, put together a proposed, um, itinerary. Yeah. If you're staying here for three days, here's what I would do. Go hiking day one, 
go stand up paddle boarding day two and day three, chill by the lake or whatever, right? And then just tell them, eat here, do this, do that. Even if people totally disregard you, they appreciate the suggestions. Totally. Create your own travel guide. Yeah. All right, uh, Casey, and I hope to see you uh, in Palm Springs. Yes. This would be a great opportunity. Yes. October 22. Yes. Three, four. Five. Cool. Jesse, scaling brand growth, stocks, crypto, mindfulness, intention, all things STR, personal growth in Richard's world. Wow. Cheers. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> Um, well, that's all over the place. Uh, and I would say the following, you know, I, I wrote also in my newsletter that um, I realized everything that we've done here in Edge Camp Sporting Club is exactly three years old. I got a Facebook notification yesterday mm -hmm. that this started three years ago. So uh, in my newsletter, I wrote that as much growth as I have exhibited over the course of my life, it's been linear, right? It's been like one step at a time. I'm going to add one more home. I'm going to add one more home. I'm going to do one more thing. And uh, a few years ago, through some work with Tony Robbins and a desire to um, sort of reinvent myself and rewrite what the second journey looked like, which was the eve of when I met Erica, uh, I decided that I really... Uh, could do much more and had to think differently and more broadly. And I, I teach at STRU Live that 80% of success is from the mindset and only 20% is the mechanics and so on. And so uh, when Jesse talks about what else is happening with me on a personal level and um, how to grow and take advantage of all these opportunities, it's really important that people uh, spend enough time checking in with themselves and checking in with their circumstances and checking in with what they can change or better or remove, right? Like removing a lot of stuff to make space is really important. So for instance, we had a situation recently at one of our properties where we had to um, terminate a relationship with one of our key employees and nobody wanted to do that, right? Like that's never any fun and it's something you dread. Uh, I've learned long ago that you just rip the bandaid off and move on because like it's the single best thing you can do. But I was just sharing with Erica, you know, like we were looking back in retrospect. We went through that uncomfortable discussion. It's never as uncomfortable as you fear it is, but like it still sucks. Uh, and then immediately, like literally immediately just from the mindset, just removing that lead weight, that dead weight, that anchor, wonderful people came in to not only fill that position, but just drive huge value above and beyond that position and multiple people. And like, we're in a thousand times better place than we were just before that. And yet we had all this dread and we didn't really want to and so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden, just by removing that energy and creating the space for something positive to come and then thinking forward and dreaming and saying like, this is what we're looking for you sort of manifest that reality and it's true. And I think uh, so many people are, are understandably busy with work, right? They have a career and they have family and this is a side gig and they have children and the dog is sick and like just so much is on our plates that there's not a lot of room. And so I would encourage you, Jesse, to think about what's going on with you and your life and your circumstances what's not serving you well, what can you say, you know what, I'm going to close that door, 
um, and in closing that door, I'm going to open up another door. And once you start to think about life that way, you can't even imagine how many opportunities exist. In fact, we're going to leave from this uh, podcast recording session. We're going to go take a look at an opportunity that we have like no business looking at, but it's a great opportunity and it's been brought to our attention. And so we're going to go look at it. And Erica said, how are we going to do all this? And I said, I have no idea, but we have to go look at it. And so if you know me, we're going to make it happen. Uh, if it's good, you know, if it's not, then we pass. No is a powerful word. But um, anyway, Jesse, I hope that that's been kind of helpful. I know I didn't answer your question on crypto, but you know I'm bullish. You know I'm long. You know I've got diamond hands. You know I'm holding. You know I'm adding. I'm dollar cost averaging. Um, and I'm not at all concerned with any of the sell-off. In fact, I think it's quite healthy because what ends up happening is that the soft lettuce hands basically sell to the strong hands, and then we create a new base and a new foundation, and the best is yet definitely yet to come. That's right. What did I do with my paycheck? Tell them. I bought crypto. Erica is long Bitcoin. And I held. Yeah, diamond hands. That's right. Love it. Yes. Fantastic. Um, okay, well, I think. Yeah. Anything I mean, else? I think. Or should we just tell them to stay tuned for the next one? Right. Well, yeah, do stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, I think it was good. It was. It feels good to be back. It does. And I think that, right. you know, we'll get better. And so give us a little bit of grace. But I do want to remind uh, all of the listeners yes. to participate in any of the things that we threw out here because you're all welcome. You're all invited. I'd love to see you uh, yeah. get the short term rental university newsletter yes. by going to stru.university and signing up. Yeah. Uh, if you that's really want to go. That's been insanely popular. Amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'm so grateful for the people who reply back and do the questions yeah, and respond. It. Yeah, I mean, well, I get, to, I get to learn who everybody is and where they are. Yeah. Um, so join the newsletter. It's free. Absolutely no reason not to do that. If you really want to go in depth and spend uh, six sessions, hours long in this community with like-minded entrepreneurs that are looking to grow, synchronous and asynchronous we do it all together via zoom and then you have homework and assignments and case studies and then we get back together again and we continue the learning and the learning is by the way how to position ourselves to have a huge business 10 years from now that's worthy of say um, a private equity company saying you know what i'm going to buy out I had never thought to put together these six units or these 10 units or these 20 units the way that you've done it or attract this tribe. But now that you've done it, the light bulb has gone off and I must have it. Right. And when people must have it, they will pay a premium. And so that's what we're going to be teaching you is how to create something that's different, built to last, built to sell. Whether you sell or you don't doesn't really matter. You're creating huge, enormous wealth. Um, and that's what the course is all about, like step by step exactly how you need to position yourself. So if that's of interest, um, please go ahead and sign up for that wait list. I think the first course there is yeah, going to start. Space is limited for that. So. Yeah, July 27th. I believe that's correct. Right? Yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, three weeks long. I'll probably do a couple of them because the wait list, to be honest, is hundreds of people. We can't accommodate that. But everybody who's on the wait list will get the introductory uh, price and I will honor that. So cool. uh, yeah, and it's about half off. So. Get your name on the wait list if you want to save some money at a minimum. Cha-ching. Stomp capital. Yes. If you want it done for you. Yes. Like you love the short-term rental space. You love the cash flow. You love my business.
business mind. You love the portfolios that we're assembling. You love all of this, but you kind of want to do it while you're sitting by the pool drinking a margarita and you don't really want it. Like it. you don't want to do it. You get it. You want it done for you. You want it done by Erica and myself and the rest of the team that we've built. Um, and you're an accredited investor. Uh, please go to stompcapital.com and put your email there. And uh, as we start to raise some some money there, uh, we will notify and reach out to you. Yeah. But it'd be an honor and a privilege to oh call you a business partner, um, student, partner, friend, ally, teammate, whatever. All the things. And I think that that basically does it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, friends, listen, I really appreciate your time, your attention. Yes. So good to be back on the podcast. Yes. Uh, and three cameras, six microphones. You Yes. Continue to put. I, I think actually, I mean, it's working well. Like what? What actually? On Facebook. What I was actually going to say, because oh. Facebook is a little bit um, hard to keep track of. I mean, at this point, the Facebook group is thirty-five thousand strong, and we have dozens, if not hundreds, of posts a day. Uh, email. Join. Okay. Join the email newsletter. Okay. And then just say podcast question in your email and. We will compile go. them and like I said, I read all the emails and so yeah. we'll put them aside and we'll do it that way. Okay. The call-in thing, I don't think people use phones anymore. I think that's the challenge. Yeah. Maybe we should text. Yeah. I mean, text would be good. Text would be good. I don't call in if I don't have to. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> friends, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Erica. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Richard. Thank you. Logan. Thank you. Thank you. All right, friends. Yeah. We're back. Hooray. Thank you. Bye-bye. So that does it for another episode of the STRU podcast. As always, all links mentioned are in the show notes below. And if you found this show helpful, please leave a review on iTunes. If you're serious about short-term rental investing, be sure to check out str.university. Till next time.